for our people and the people. And we're live. Live. Talk pot drink rum podcast episode two. Episode two. Sup, Jason. Sup, KC. It's a cold and rainy day, bro. Cold and rainy day in Singapore. Yes. Um, I got up like very late today, man. Nice off day today, right? It is an off day today. Beautiful. How's things? Everything good? Things are good. Have you had your dinner yet? Dinner is amazing. Have my drink in hand, ready to rock and roll. Got yep. A, Guess a, what I'm having, dude? What, what are you having, bro? Taki Taki Rum Punch. Brought to you by. <laughs> Brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm having a Paloma myself too, bro. Oh. Selling it, serving it, and drinking. Three bottles of 250 ml each for $50. Let's go. Wonderful. All right, get it, get it, get it. Yeah, bro. So we have uh, another host to join us today, Ooh. right? Yes, we have yeah. another Califare host. Califare. By the name of... Sab Shaman. This is Sherman, that? dude. Sherman. So if you know Sherman, right? Sherman, if if you go to Taki Taki, sometimes he will be topless. But he's got no tattoo whatsoever. Sometimes <laughs> he will be dancing, but he's not called dancing. <laughs> he's called jogging on the spot, bro. <laughs> jogging on the spot. Sup, Sherman? How are you? Good, good. Yeah. I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. Yeah, you had your dinner yet? Yeah, yeah, I had my dinner. What do you have in your drink? I have beer in my hand. Ooh. Very rock and roll. Beautiful. Rock and roll. So Jason, uh, yes, sir. We didn't know that episode two is sponsored by Lucifer's Gold. Did Lucifer's you know? Gold. Lucifer's Gold. What is that? The devil himself. Uh, well, Lucifer's Gold. Is, the devil uh, himself is sponsoring us. Exactly. Woo! This podcast is evil. Uh, <laughs> Lucifer's Gold is uh, it's basically a blend of bourbon and uh, Scotch whiskey. Um, Wow, America and Europe coming together, have a baby. <laughs> uh, Lucifer's goal uh, is that fruitiness and spice that one expects from a scotch, balanced with uh, vanilla and charred oak notes from bourbon, delivering a deaf and balanced that sweet, rich and smooth. Nice, so, nice, nice. Uh, thank you, Lucifer's Gold, for sponsoring uh, episode two of this podcast. Where can we get this Lucifer's Gold, uh, sir? Wherever you're listening from, we'll put links in where to get this. Uh, you can check out probably on our social media uh, yep. at Talkpot String Rum. Uh, we'll have. Uh, uh, That's Instagram, yeah? Instagram, yeah. Talkpot String Rum, Instagram. Just want to give a Shout out to Lucifer's Gold for sponsoring this one. Sweet. Uh, From Singapore, right? Singapore, yeah. Somebody's, uh, somebody in Singapore is sponsoring it. And uh, yeah, we'll have the links below and you guys can go check them out. So, any other sponsors out there who's looking to um, us shouting you out? Hook us up because Mr. Sherm's over here. He's not only um, our third host, uh, the third wheel, <laughs> but he'll also uh, liaise with um, a lot of our guests. Um, so he he'll be the gatekeeper of our doors, there. Yeah? Alright, you can just just DM me or 
did you just just text me DM me DM me on Instagram uh, probably drop my IG username down below down below where or you can or you can find his contact on in any uh, of the, the public toilet cubicle <laughs> but anyways yeah so Sherman the best liaison for us guest liaison liaison for us then you'll get um, the whole guests up to come on the show like, basically yeah? yeah right yeah, yeah. All right. so top pots drink rum what's it all about Jason what's it all about so top pots drink rum this is our um, second episode of a podcast for the people that is um, for yeah. our people, for people and the people and the people alright Sherbs you gotta say it again for our people and the people No, for our people and <clears throat> the people. You gotta have that pause in the middle. Yeah. All right, right. For our people and the people. For our people and the people. All right, perfect, sir. The so ejaculation pause right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so all of us are uh, are in the industry, um, the food and beverage industry, not the porn industry, of course. <laughs> Um, and and then this podcast is uh, uh, born in the um, times of the pandemic, right, where right. we are talking about you know what's 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 the problem of the pandemic? How are you guys surviving? Are you not surviving? Um, are you thinking about going to another industry? What's basically it's just the trials and tribulations of this industry. Yep. Um, uh, we want to know how we're doing. Yeah, sooner or later uh, we will come out from this pandemic, and I'm very sure we will. Um, we are going to talk about the um, food and beverage again. We are going to do a lot of reviews, I guess. Uh, so again, if you feel like you want us to shout out your brand or or your products, just let us know. We will do it for you. Let me know. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, well, let Sherms know. Yeah. So uh, we got a an army of guests coming on in a bit. Wow! And Are we gonna have a party today? It's a party, bro. Rock and roll, turn the music up. Zoom party, baby. Zoom party, bro. Uh, yeah, we got an army of guests. Three of them actually. Uh, all of them from the industry. Uh, we've got. Pan, Don Pan from Limehouse. So we have. Uh, uh, we have Benson Tong, who's gonna come. Uh, he's well. He owns a few uh, hawkers. I would say hawker coffee shop stalls. Um, and then I think it's gonna be uh, interesting to see what his perspective in in that you know range of of industry, industry player, right? And uh, yeah, and we have all the way from the UK. We got Adam Westbrook, who's uh, has also worked in Singapore before. Uh, used to be nice. Used to be brand ambassador for Paper Lantern. Um, did a little stint with me. Um, also had a hand in uh, consulting Taki uh, Taki. Nice, so, nice. So yeah, uh, there's an army of people coming on. Uh, so we're gonna have a lot of perspectives today. And it's gonna be it's gonna get be ready, it's gonna son. Be for five, six, five. 
So yeah, uh, we're gonna head into that segment in a little bit. Can we have a table, please? And uh, can again, we have a table, please? Once again, shout out to Lucifer's Gold for sponsoring the episode two of Top Boys Drink Rum. Drink rum, drink rum, drink rum. Catch you guys in a bit. Do you have a table? Hey, KC! What's up, brother? You got a table or not, bro? Uh, not too sure, bro. Why do you I need? got three <laughs> guests to sit, bro. Bro, I got chairs. Oh, you got chairs. <laughs> I need tables because I need to put my drink on. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, welcome back. All right. Welcome to our guests because they are all here. Yeah, all here. All right, starting from the left to the right on I my computer screen. I don't know what's left and right anymore, bro. <laughs> COVID nineteen got me confused. I need to know the one in the middle <laughs> that I have to open. <laughs> Anyways, okay, we'll start with uh, uh, yeah, Farhan, go for it, bro. Introduce yourself. Farhan, introduce yourself, sir. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, obviously, I'm um, I'm Farhan, uh, also known as uh, some industry know know me as Don. Um, I'm currently the operations manager for Limehouse. Uh, been in the industry for almost 20 years now. Uh, started off uh, as a steward and then you know uh, back of house uh, from uh, from stewarding to to being a, a prep cook and then cook and then then junior sous chef and then uh, wanted to see what all the front of house was about. So I uh, shifted my career to the front of house. That's where I became a waiter and then a bar back, a bartender, and then I decided that you know uh, I what I do right now in terms of operation is uh, because of what I've learned in the bar. Um, when you know when we all do uh, when we all do bars, we when we do cocktails, we have to do spreadsheets in terms of our costing drinks and, and so on. So I kind of like fell in love with with numbers and spreadsheets. Um, so that's where I decided to to actually. Uh, further my career in operations instead. So, um, yeah, 18 years later, well, 19 years later, I'm now doing operations for Limehouse. Yeah. Nice. So you've been on all the walks of FNB, eh? uh, yeah? Yeah. Kitchen, outside, bar. Yeah. Even even the like marketing, accounting as well. So I I I've, I've learned and 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 tried to adapt to to what I need to do. So some some would say you know I'm a jack of all trades, but uh, I have the same. I can uh, you can be a jack of all trades, but master at none, which is a good thing and a bad thing because you can learn everything, but you can never focus on one because you know to to be uh, the best bartender you have to be only a bartender. To be the best accountant you have to only be an accountant. So you, you get the gist of what I'm trying to say. So yeah, that's an interesting perspective, dude. Yeah. <laughs> all right, going to our second guest, Mr. Adam Westbrook. Hey guys, how you yourself? doing? Good, good, good. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, my name's uh, Adam Westbrook, or uh, Westy to my friends. Please call me Westy. Uh, nice to join you guys today, back being with some friends uh, in Singapore. Uh, for me, I'm more on the on the bar and the drinks side of things, I guess. Uh, I've been in the drinks industry for 20 years now as well, man and boys. Uh, since I was 16, collecting glasses in the local pub and. Uh, I've done a lot of different roles uh, in the industry as well, bartending, uh, bar manager, I've done a lot of brand ambassador work, uh, business development work, 
uh, brand management for different uh, gin and rum brands. And also uh, worked as a distiller as well, a distiller of gin in the UK uh, and in Thailand. So uh, when I was over in uh, Singapore, I was uh, working with our main man KC there. He and I were working with uh, Bullet Global Trade and uh, opened Taki Taki uh, with, uh, with KC there. Yep. Uh, since then, I've been over in uh, Bangkok in Thailand uh, doing a bit of brand ambassador stuff and some distilling stuff uh, for Iron Balls. Uh, that finished back in uh, February. Obviously, we've all been going through this uh, Goddamn coronavirus uh, situation. So uh, at the moment, I, I've temporarily been uh, grounded in the UK, uh, where I'm just kind of spending some time. Uh, some family have put me up here. Obviously, they're, they're still in the lockdown in this part of the world. But uh, the most part of my of my drinks industry career for the last three or four years has been in Southeast Asia. So yeah, uh, most prominently Malaysia, Singapore. Thailand uh, and a little bit around kind of gas shipping in Indonesia and Hong Kong and things like that as well. Nice. That's nice, man. That's nice. So we've got a UK correspondent over here. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, the all Singaporean boy, Mr. Benson Tong. How are you, sir? Good, good, good. Great, actually. <laughs> Would you like to introduce it's great yourself? To be at home. <laughs> <laughs> are we all at home? Yeah, everybody is at home. Yep. So, um, where should I start? <laughs> start with who you are. Okay, I'm in uh, M&B for 13 years. I start off as a hawker and uh, I move on to quite a lot of things and I met uh, Jason at Onaka. That's where my life changed. <laughs> wow, I'm life changing. <laughs> yeah, life changing experience. So, from there, um, I'm into um, uh, healthy foods and, and, and organics and whatnot, ketos and... Okay, and now, 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 I'm actually the marketing manager for Guizhou uh, Mao Thai, a China uh, Baijiu. Oh, okay. oh, nice. Yeah. The China Baijiu. This is the most uh, valuable Baijiu in the whole universe at the moment. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I could say that, yeah. So, um, besides that, I still I own two um, Korean BBQ. So now, I don't know whether the BBQ can open or not. How to, how to eat BBQ with the plastic prospect in the middle? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, take away the stove. Take away Korean barbecue, dude. <laughs> take away the barbecue and the food. Yeah, so end up uh, uh, during this COVID-19, uh, about 40, 50 days, I'm doing uh, my Facebook live cooking every day just to um, get myself busy. What's yeah. your channel for the Facebook live? Uh, it's at, uh, my own uh, group, it's called SG... Uh, what uh? <laughs> SG uh, Cook Food Marketplace. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, my, my, my own group lah. So I'll, I'll just do it over there. Um, and, I mean, I mean uh, if for, for people who are listening right now, um, how are how are, how are we going to find you in Facebook? So uh, you Facebook Benson search Tom. bar, Benson Tom. B B N S O N T O N G. Yeah. Nice. All right. Yeah, you just find Benson Tom. Most probably I will appear in the first. <laughs> There's yep. not many active person on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, if you guys want to see him cooking, whatever, cooking whatever, yeah. right? That's whatever. correct, right? 
whatever, whatever, but whatever I will act Mao Thai in it. I make Tanakota with Mao Thai. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Dude, I, that's I amazing. With, uh, uh, bars as well. I I think Mitzo they take and they actually created some uh, Mao Thai cocktail. Uh, Anton before he left uh, B bars, he makes some Mao Thai cocktail as well. And I I'm working with Monan and uh, Fabri to create recipes as well. Oh. All right. Well, one of these days, dude, when all this shit is over, you need to go Takitaki and Limehouse. Yeah. And give out give out your um. Multi. Multi. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Nice. Um, let's anyway, get some, uh, let's get some tiki baiju drinks. Tiki tiki <laughs> baiju. That would, be, that would be interesting though. Tiki baiju. That would be very interesting. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So, um, that's it. You have two uh, um, coffee shop, right? Yeah. Um, one is located in Sengkang, and the other one is in Tuapayo. Yes, correct. So two different location, Korean barbecue, um, sort of like like you know your uh, mukata, you know. Actually, mukata. <laughs> okay, no, actually mukata barbecue. and Korean barbecue is the same thing. It's the same thing. If you are old enough, if you are old enough, you have been to Marina South. Ah uh, right. Ah uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's this um Korean BBQ right, but. Very very long time ago, so yeah. the plate looks exactly like a mukata plate. Yeah, it, it all started with the Korean. Nice, nice. Um, so how are you hanging by, bro? This um, pandemic uh, circuit breaker. Um, for anybody who's in um, not from Singapore, circuit breaker is a lockdown in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they call it the you half. Just got a nicer way of saying well, it. They, they call it the circuit breaker, but we all know that's a, actually a lockdown. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had to name it after a circuit box, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like why? Why didn't I? Why didn't I think of that? So it trips. Basically, the circuit breaker is a killer. Okay, what happened? Um, there's no buffets, and I don't think buffets is going to return in near future. Yeah. 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 So, um, for the Topayo store, it's uh quite easy because it's, you have a huge um kitchen, so we turn it into a bento. So now I'm actually selling army stews, bentos, and Korean chicken wing. Mm, yeah, nice. because you have a big kitchen. Yeah. Then for Singkang, we doesn't have a, a very big kitchen, but the rental is amazing. It's nine thousand five a month for a store. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Nice. Um, how big is the store? It's how big? A um, I think it's about less than it's less than ten square meter. Holy shit! Nine five. Wow. That's yeah. a rental, man. Yeah, That's a very because it's because the rental is crazy. Is it under government, government or under no, it's, uh, private? private. Yeah, private. private. They actually uh, bid and uh, they they sublet. So uh. yeah, so Singkang is challenging. Even if I do like um, during the the good days, uh, I make about seventy five k through uh, uh, through the barbecue lah. Hmm? My revenue uh, is net net maybe ten percent. Most most goes to cost. 
Yeah, but for a store, it's quite amazing. Like, I can do 75, it's quite amazing. Like. So, this so is now, this this is prior to uh, the circuit breaker, right? Yeah, yeah. Then, after circuit breaker, um, I, I'm, I'm uh, selling actually Mala Xiangpo and Singdang. Korean Mala Xiangpo. So, it's, it's not, it's not, it's like, uh, what the hell? So, I, I actually, last month, I decided to. Um, stop the operation in Singkang and I talked to the landlord. Actually, landlord is the investor of my store. So he says that if you stop, there's no rental. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, at, least, at least that's good enough because uh, yeah, you're yeah. quite lucky because a lot of uh, places, uh, the landlords are not as uh, as understanding as uh, yes, the right. so, Yeah. Yeah. Especially so, we've, we've seen the, the list of uh, FMB now. Now the list is up to already 57, I think. Uh, that has closed down in Singapore. Yeah. Mm. yeah oh, wow, really so many already. Yeah, yeah it's a lot, man. Adam, it, it, it's just crazy. Even the big ones, like, the funny part is uh, that um, the list, when I saw the list of uh, FMB that's uh, closed down, like, in terms of uh, they, they've decided to, to just pack and, pack and uh, drop everything else, I'm quite surprised that I saw, like, out of that 57 list right now, like 10% of those from what we know in the industry uh, that they actually have deep pockets I mean in terms of like investment in terms yeah. of uh, revenue wise yeah. but but that's that's the whole thing about uh, that's the whole thing about this this pandemic uh, that not many uh, were prepared to actually uh, uh, have the financial capabilities not to operate for a couple of months yeah. and that puts everything into perspective that this is why I I'm, I love operations and why I left uh, the front of house and I did operations and I you know I do spreadsheets and so on because I noticed that a lot of uh, uh, a lot of companies mainly big ones even SMEs or even big ones uh, and I, I uh, that closed down because they did not have sufficient money to actually uh, pay the staff, pay the rent and, and so on. So they don't really have that, uh, that capability of the backup uh, resources to actually operate uh, on or in this case not operate and then still, you know, still survive. So I think this is a wake up call for, for a lot of uh, FMB um, in general, especially in Singapore. Um, because I've been I've been always adamant about this with all my ex bosses, all my previous companies, and everything. Uh, all, I've always told them that you know, in, in whatever business we do, uh, we have to have uh, what we call uh, a crew. So you need to put a type of fund uh, just in case if anything happens. You know, um, mainly most companies now in, in FMB, especially they, when whenever you talk about a crew fund, they, they think about a crew fund in terms of bonus. So basically, yeah. like you know, your thirteen month bonus and and so on and so forth. So, so they, they think like, okay, we'll just save up for the crew fund, and then once uh, once your 13 month comes in, oh, we'll pay whatever the uh, whatever the crew funds that we have to the staff. To me, which is, is actually quite wrong, uh, because the thing is, like I said, you know, this pandemic is a is a wake up call for everyone because you know when you have that crew fund, not 100% should go back to the staff. And many, unfortunately, many staff, you know, it's it's a it's a like and dislike thing because. You know, uh, as a as an employee, of, obviously you want more money, right? Uh, during the bonus, but in terms of uh, as a business perspective, I rather the business has enough financial capabilities to say, hey, you know what? Even in these three months or four months or even six months, we don't operate. We still can pay rental. We still can pay staff, or maybe you know, without even operating. Um, but yeah, that's my thing. I mean. This 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 whole virus is, is a wake up call to every single business owner 
in Singapore. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, Adam, about UK, but in Singapore, this is a, a big damn wake up call for, for any business owners. But I, rec- that, uh, I reckon, I reckon this pandemic is is a wake up call for us not to go on a price wars. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I mean, you correct, know? Uh, correct, uh, Jack. Because you see, like, uh, you can ask KC. I mean, we, uh, KC and and uh, and and Benson. Uh, sorry, sorry, KC and yourself. Eh? In fact, so Jack, I'm not sure whether you, uh, your restaurant manager in Cincinnati told you this, but when I came on board into Limehouse last year. Uh, the first thing I did was actually I actually created a group chat uh, for Kiong Side community. Yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. went through door to door and asked everyone for their contact number and I actually created a, a community where I keep telling everyone like, hey, we are not here to compete because everyone has their own concept, everyone has their own business uh, plans, yeah. business developments and roadmap. So it's all about uh, you know complimenting each other. And I've done that many times. I mean, uh, there was a point of time, in fact, actually there was a point of time like, Absolutely. I was so full up and, and and, uh, I think uh, I had guess. I think one of the things that makes uh, the Kyongsek area like so successful, and then uh, you know, Club Street and uh, and Anse Dang Hill and, yeah, and things and like that as well, is that it gives people the option to kind of you know, for me especially, I I, I spoke from personal experience here, but I'm a real bar hopper. You know, I don't like to uh, come out in the night and stay in one place, and it's probably you know a hangover from being a brand ambassador as well. I've got to go visit so many bartenders in a night, but I always use this phrase, which is the a rising tide carries all ships. Mm, yeah. So you never you never want to be uh, in competition with your neighbors. You know, if Neon Pigeon has a great offer in, or if Limehouse has a great offer, in, or Cafe Utu has a great offer, in, it means yeah. that Taki Taki is going to do well as a result of it. The Guild is going to do well as a result of it. Potato Head is going to do uh, yeah. well as a result of it. You know, yeah. it, it's a community spirit. I think for me, one one of the things that uh, that I worry about greatly is the return to that kind of sense of community. You know, when you talk a little bit earlier on there, Don, about the cash flow issues that some businesses face at the moment, by its very nature, you know, if people need to come out to eat or drink, then it means fresh produce. It means people there in front of you to serve that fresh produce. And it's not something that is really suited to entirely breaking that business model down yes of course you know everywhere is doing takeaway cocktails everywhere is doing takeaway meals where they can where they're able to and i think you know that's fantastic it's great and let's all you know try and be creative and let's try and support uh fmb while it's you know in this difficult time but uh i really think that that we need to start uh, looking at what will happen afterwards, you know, and, and not just in terms of like reduced capacities and seeing this as a forever thing. But, you know, we know that humans as a species are social animals. We need social interaction with each other. <clears throat> that night out, that meal out with your friends, with your family, is uh, it's a really important part of what we are as a species. And I suppose one of the things that I'm looking for at the moment is is trying to get myself in touch with maybe some uh, investors who have the kind of opportunity, the background where they haven't been taken quite as badly by this pandemic at the moment, and they're 
maybe uh, a possibility for people like that to take advantage of, of more favorable market conditions and the knowledge that for the next three to four months, five months, maybe they're not going to be doing so well. But there's a prime piece of real estate available for those guys right now at a much better price than it normally would have been. There are incredible staff to fill vacancies in those uh, new projects that normally wouldn't be available. You know, right now you could go and get yourself an unbelievable piece of real estate and a world-class team to, to operate that place for you if you have the kind of long-sighted vision and if you have the pockets that enable you to, to look at where these things are going maybe six months from now. Uh, Don, you, you mentioned like a, <clears throat> a little while back you know, how's things going in, in different countries? For me personally, obviously, uh, like Southeast Asia is, is a big part of my life. It's, it's really more home than kind of the UK or Europe is these days. Uh, but I've been speaking to friends in, uh, in Hong Kong, in Indonesia, Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, the UK and the United States. And people are, are facing a core of similar issues everywhere. But slightly different things you know like for example uh, there in Singapore it's been uh, much easier for people to uh, deliver pre-batched cocktails for takeaway now in the UK for example if you wanted to pre-batch a cocktail so if you wanted to pre-bottle something and then send it out whether or not everybody is doing this I don't know they, they do have a propensity for not exactly following the rules uh, in the UK but technically speaking you should actually have a compounder's license to do that yeah. so believe it or not that's the same right. that's the same kind of license as, uh, as a gin producer like uh, uh, like Brass Lion or Tanglin would, uh, would need to use and incidentally happy world gin day everybody by the way yeah. uh, and in and in uh, for our brothers and sisters in thailand you know what i've seen is, is even worse they can't do takeaway cocktails you know that's forbidden under the law there you can't even kind of post a picture on social media advertising your business if it has uh, if it has a, an alcohol brand in the picture that's illegal and they've been uh encouraging people to, to kind of rat out their friends in f b by offering seven and a half thousand baht um, rewards for people Wow. Um, yeah, it's, and, and bear in mind that the Thai people, I think, uh, they got only 5,000 baht from the government as a relief fund uh, for COVID. And then the government will offer you 7,500 uh, baht if you... 5,000 baht uh, is it what, a month or for the whole COVID period? No, no, that was just that was just a flat rate. They one time. 5,000 baht. Wow, one time, exactly right. And so it's not very much money. You know, I think, what's that about? Maybe 300 Sing dollars or something, I think. Yeah. Maybe a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what those guys got to live on. And then obviously the government is not making a great deal of money from taxation on alcohol like they normally would. And then all of all of a sudden, you know, we see uh, we see our brothers in the cocktail industry being a little bit persecuted, uh, and our brothers and sisters in the restaurant industry in, in Bangkok being a little bit persecuted at the moment by the government, who are encouraging people to to tell the government if you've seen them post about alcohol on social media, which can result in a fifty thousand baht fine for that business and a seven and a half thousand wow. so again this 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 pandemic is is really teaching us a lot of things i mean um in 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 the normal circumstances snitches get stitches right mm-hmm. yeah right right yeah. now snitches get rewards uh, well uh, it's snitches do get reward from all of time you know whatever it is you always get a reward but they do get stitches you know but um, yeah, like what Adam said, you know, it's 
it's now it turns into a, a, a frenzy whereby like uh, for example in Thailand like uh, what I just said you know they are being paid that much and then you know for them to get paid more they have to snitch or they have to you know um, look for, for for other means whether uh, whether morality is involved or not but the beauty the, the, the beauty about in, in Singapore it's, it's different because end of the day I mean yes uh, um, I shall not get into politics but uh, end of the day uh, no matter how bad our government is in terms of how how this pandemic is being handled, uh, we do have that fallback. Um, but then again, that fallback in terms of like the solidarity fund, the you know all these kind of funds that that, that has been out, um, there is always this. Uh, I always say this uh, crack because like bars, like for example, like Casey or bar Taki Taki, you know, you you fall into a crack whereby you can't operate at all. So it, it affects a lot of uh, a lot of revenue stream there, and 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 unfortunately for like for places like uh, a bar that that has a landlord who is actually your the main landlord, and then you have the the, the main tenant, and then you are the sub tenant. So yeah. the sub tenant are all these people who are falling under that crack because they don't get any kind of rebates nor any kind of uh, help. But with the uh, new law, they're supposed to help them. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. That, I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely it. That, this is why I mean, this is why just recently, like uh, two weeks ago, the the uh, restaurant uh, organization, the, the whole committee, yeah. uh, where one of the committee members uh, is actually Loi Peng, who I used to work with uh, under uh, Alistair Collections. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Meets me and so yeah. on. He 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 spearheaded. Well, he and a few others spearheaded this this. Uh, there is a bill that actually went uh, straight to the parliament about uh, you know, uh, having fair fair agreement between tenant and uh, and landlord because yeah. all this while, like I said, you know, this bless this this COVID nineteen to me this pandemic is a blessing in disguise because it has opened up a lot of windows, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, eyes for people because back then, I mean, the landlord agreement is always one sided. It has always been one sided. I mean, okay. it's always for the landlord and by the landlord mm. and because of this pandemic now there's going to be a whole new ball game it's going to be changed completely it has been passed by uh, the bill has been passed and and it will be written in law that you know there's no longer going to be a one-sided landlord agreement uh, it has to be uh, centralized by 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 a committee so which is which is kind of good uh, in a way so i think that you know if you look at the, the 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 state of what where we are and how we are at right now, it's like I said, you no, know, this this pandemic is causing a lot of change, um, especially in terms of business and also in terms of social as well. I mean, look at what happened in in, in America with uh, the, uh, George Floyd, uh, you know, because of that and then because of the pandemic, um, a lot of people are much more now aware of what's happening in terms of the. the the market in terms of like uh, in terms of how banks work in general as well and how uh, how people are being racially uh, uh, profiled i mean in i'm not saying this about singapore but uh, if you look at in, in america um if you are black um again like i said i don't like to talk about politics but let's say if you're black in america your chances of getting loans your chances of getting a job is a lot more lesser and 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 before long ago, I mean, we all knew it. We all know that. Oh yeah, yeah that is that that uh, uh, racial, uh, um, you know, that 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 disparity. Bias, yeah, yeah, that uh, bias racial uh, thing that's going on. But because of the pandemic and because of what happened, it all escalated, 
and now governments are in in America. Governments are, are, are waking up. You know, the, the parliaments are waking up. Uh, in fact, actually, in Miami, I just read this news this morning. Actually, uh, Miami, they, uh, in the LAPD, they actually the one of the prime ministers in in in, in Miami, they they stop all funding for the police. So basically, there's no more funding for the police. But what they're using the fund for is for uh, education. So what the gov- what the government the parliament in, in, in Miami is thinking that hey you know what rather than we we put in all the money in terms of policing why not we educate the people so that we have lesser policing yeah. you know if it makes sense you know if you you educate people uh, and they get educated and they understand what social responsibility is what uh, how what your actions impact uh, across the board that that Tones down the, the, the maybe I, maybe I think if uh, if they didn't let everybody carry a fucking grenade launcher and a semi-automatic rifle in the United States, that would probably help as well, you know? Yeah, no, no, yeah. exactly. I mean, but, yeah, but yeah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, no, but exactly. Uh, no, look, Adam, what you see, that what you see, what you're saying is right. This is this is why that there's a lot of changes. And when I say about the police, uh, that's one thing. Like, look at how history changed. Look at how Malcolm X or, or even even you know the the, the whole movement about uh, how they actually protested. They walked. From, from one country to another, uh, from one state to another state. Now, even now, as of this morning, I was looking at, I was watching the news uh, that now even in the in Washington D.C., the main central Washington D.C., the the whole like the statues of con, uh, Confederates, uh, all the the, the racist uh, uh, the racist generals who has been been statued up and, and, and you know people are being, they're all taken down, right? Yeah, they are all taken down. They yeah. are all taken down because end of the day, people are saying like, hey, you know what? You don't need a statue to idolize someone. If you need to learn about history, pick up a book. Yeah. That's it. Just pick up a book and learn. You know, yeah. and that, that's a good thing. You know, praise be to that. Well, sadly, Mr. Don Soprano, <laughs> um, that's never going to happen in Singapore. Oh, that, that's where you're wrong. We got, we got no, dude. We got no statue effect. No, we got lion. <laughs> Yeah, I just the sea lions. The sea lions. And the thing is about Singapore, it's not about the statue, it's about the status. In Singapore, we don't have statue. Now, may, many may disagree with me, many may agree with me, like, uh, but for me, yeah. for those who have been my friends and those who have seen my Facebook, they know I'm very vocal about it. Um, yeah. But the thing is, for me, it's all about, uh, it's all about perception it's all about uh, knowing what is going on and this is one of the reason like uh, for example now now uh, side hustle i'm doing like cryptocurrency and everything else yeah. now when, yeah. when you talk about cryptocurrency people tend to think about oh no you know it's it's a, it's a online stuff you know it's all taboo and, and whatnot but people don't really understand that actually online uh, crypto trading is actually all about decentralizing it's about taking the power away from one central unified person or company and then and then put it across the board for everyone. So, in a way, um, if you talk about uh, if you talk about how we live our life right now, I mean, even before pre-COVID, uh, right now, when you talk about uh, having businesses, all the loans and every every business aspect comes from one social uh, one social aspect, one main big company. And uh, again, uh, I may get in trouble for saying this, but you know, like for example, like you have uh, you have this uh, Singtel Starhub. Uh, um, whatever you call it, uh, you know, TV or uh, whatever. The oligarch, and it's all owned by one central network, which is actually yeah. holdings. So, you know, if if you have more freedom of press, you have more freedom, you have more knowledge. Yes, there's always a pros and cons. People tend to to 
have a lot of you know whatever it is you you can give a good apple but then that apple may be used for bad intention it's always about uh, a driver you can give a gun to someone the gun doesn't kill anyone the person behind the gun is the one that's killing someone so you know it's like a knife dude you know you, you can you can you can cut something you can cut people and kill people or you can cut you know cut an apple yeah exactly and, and make make tat tat yeah. yeah so you so know? that's the whole thing that's why for me i mean this like i said i mean a lot of people may be complaining about the covid about the pandemic that's happening they lose their jobs and what not i i think to be very honest yes it is a bad thing that this pandemic happened but i also believe that there's a lot of good that came out of it because a lot of people are starting to realize what is actually really important and what actually is really uh, there again like when we so, talk about business i mean when we talk about business you know um when this pan- before this pandemic nobody was prepared no one was prepared to actually say hey you know what i can actually close down for 6 months and i'm still uh, able to 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 pay my staff or to pay my rental but and then again yeah of course yeah and because like, i i think i i think uh, i i think different people will will be facing different challenges at this time you know you mentioned you mentioned something earlier on about like uh, falling through the gaps with tacky uh, tacky you know i mean for myself i mostly work as a, a consultant and I, and i do that internationally so for me i didn't have a, a full time role anywhere before this uh, i've obviously had to fly out of thailand where i where i was living i wasn't sure what the status would be for how long the uh, lockdown went on if i be able to extend my visas and my passes and things like that so i have to take the decision to come back here and here in the in the uk they have uh, a furlough scheme uh, so uh, people if you were a bartender for example if you're a bartender in london and you you know were being paid monthly or whatever before the pandemic started up to 2500 pounds a month which i think is about I think that's about three thousand eight hundred, four thousand dollars, something like that. Um, so up, up to that much per month, the government is currently paying eighty percent of those people's wages. So for for that guy who who maybe you know uh, quite happy to just be an employee, not looking to kind of branch out or do anything from himself. You know, great time, I guess. He's got a three-month holiday, earning most of their wages, not doing a great deal. Uh, some of the smaller businesses are doing okay. They've had business grants. But then you get to people who've been a little bit more ambitious. You know, somebody's uh, recently opened a bar in London. I can tell you that the property rental there is not going to be cheap. Like, the same, uh, same like in Singapore, very, very similar pricing. So yeah. that kind of, that business grant that you've got isn't going to take you very far. Or someone like me that works uh, independently as a consultant, sort of traveling around you know, I haven't been able to get uh, any assistance uh, in terms of furlough or in terms of unemployment uh, benefits or anything like that in the UK because I've been abroad for most of the last four years you know I probably only spent maybe two months in the UK in that time uh, so difficult and then I think as well look you know if we look at uh, bars in Singapore let's say you open or, or you operate a very big venue with uh, expensive rentals somewhere you know i don't know let's think maybe give me an example of a place guys like a fairly big kind of size bar is probably going to have lulu lulu yeah lulu is a Lulu's, great yeah. example yeah i mean I, you know i didn't want i didn't kind of want to mention anywhere by name obviously uh, i'm really good friends with the team at lulu's i was speaking to to julian the other day uh, i understand that i believe they've lost their jobs now yeah Uh, I think which is well, technically they, they, 
they have not lost it yet. Um, technically, they're on unpaid leave. So Is it? Much, I, I, I don't <laughs> want to quote anything because I'm yeah. not hundred percent certain. You know, and, and I don't, I don't want to be spreading rumors or anything yeah. like that. But I, you know, I know things aren't looking good for those guys. Yeah. But then, like you said, you know, if your business is maybe uh, a little bit newer, or if your if your business is a little bit leaner, and you're able to adapt. Uh, you know, we, we have some friends uh, opening a new venue quite soon in Singapore. I'll give a little plug now to my friends uh, Desiree ah. and George yeah. and Jim yeah. Gray. Hello. Who, their, new their, new, their new venue, Sago House, uh, should be opening soon. Now, I mean, they've been going through a build situation whilst the uh, lockdown is on. So, okay, you're never going to be bringing any income in at that time. So, I guess... In a way, it's probably the best time to do something like that because your position isn't weak next to your competitors. You know, when you manage to eventually open the doors, they also haven't been trading for three months. You've got a fresh, exciting new concept. So, if you were positioned well uh, to make something from this, then it's great. But I do think we also need to remember that there are a lot of people out there that have just not been given the opportunity to, to position themselves in maybe a more positive way you know for me at the moment i'm up at kind of five or six a.m in the morning every day because of the time difference between uh, where i am and, and asia hours. and i'm making my phone calls sending my emails trying seven to get hours, my right? on to see yes yeah, seven, seven hours so you know for, for me i'm uh, an expensive commodity that's not on the ground at the moment already uh, and where there may have been three or four people interested in the role that I went for before. Maybe now there's 10 or 15 people who are equally qualified. Maybe they're already on the ground in that place. Maybe it's going to cost a little bit less to employ that person because you don't need to find a work pass for them or anything like that. So there are a lot of uh, challenges ahead of us, but that's not to say, of course, that we can't you know, uh, turn those challenges into positives. For me, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people are telling me I'm crazy at the moment. I'm emailing them, I'm sending them clips of masterclasses that I've done, of tasting sessions, I'm sending CVs, uh, menus out, and they're like, you know, dude, we're still locked down at the moment. And I said, yeah, you're locked down, I'm locked down as well, but I want to be the first person speaking to you about what you're going to be doing when you're not locked down anymore. Yeah, I, I think I think that's what everybody should do. Um, all of us are, are feeling this tremendous pressure of of life, right? Yeah. Um, and and you know, tough times create tough men, mm. yeah. and you know, good times create soft men. Yeah, but that, so, that's the thing you see, Jack. The thing is, for me, like what Benson mentioned, like uh, Benson, you said one of your outlet had, you had to like cease operation and yeah. so on and so forth. So the decision uh, was very decisive, you know, uh, you had to weigh your options, I'm sure you had to weigh your options in terms of staffing wise as well, you know, uh, what would happen because, to them. Uh, one, one, one thing is also because the staff, um, they are couples, so uh, Malaysian, yeah. and the wife is pregnant. So mm. I make decisions to actually stop operations, uh, mainly because of uh, she needs to go back to Malaysia. If you stay in Singapore, she's not going to have money to pay for her a gynae visit for the insurance for the hospital yeah. care right yeah. And they cannot, yeah she cannot travel back to malaysia to see the doctor and come back so then we decide to actually stop operation um the husband we get him a new job at the coffee shop um doing uh chinese uh and the wife is back in uh malaysia 
so Benson, can we, Benson, may, may I just ask you a question there a second? So like, uh, uh, for, for some of our listeners that might be listening today that aren't from Singapore or Malaysia, they might not know, but there's like a, a freedom of movement and a freedom for work for Malaysians and Singaporeans in each country, I think I'm, I'm right in saying, yeah? Malaysian um, people no, can not, work in Singapore with no pass? No, no I mean moment. in the normal situation, yeah, in, in the usual situation. Yeah. So uh, I, I know that quite a lot of people would uh, maybe live in JB, uh, work in Singapore, and they travel back and forth. Yes, yeah. I, I'm, get, I'm guessing that's been uh, no, while the, both countries had their borders closed, yeah. you know, stay in yeah. Yeah. I, I asked the question, I don't know. Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry to cut you in there, Adam. Um, I actually, uh, before you answer that, Ben, um, I actually have an uh, uh, experience with that. So one of my staff is actually in Malaysia. So he, he uh, I have two staff from Malaysia actually. So one of them is staying in Singapore and then the other one is actually staying in JB. So he used to travel back and forth. So wow. uh, in February when uh, when I got news uh, of what was happening, I mean, uh, got the gist of what was happening. And then uh, I, I, the thing is because I also have a, I have a lot of cousins uh, who are staying abroad. Uh, like I have a lot of cousins all over the world. Um, and one of my cousins who was staying in, in Jeddah, uh, uh, she mentioned. She mentioned to me saying that, hey, you know what? Um, they have been closed down from February, and in fact, until today. So they they have been on lockdown and strictly lockdown. They can't even get out of their house. Uh, it is actually available offense if they go out of their house. So when she told me that uh, in, in February, I, I was like, uh, you know, I, I did a preempt thing. I knew that it would actually happen in Singapore. Um, so this is why for me, I'm man of plans. That's why I, I, I go into operation because I I, I kind of like a. a not say predict, but I actually do have a lot of contingency plans that I put in play in terms of any business that I do. So when I, I when I heard this news, what I did, the first thing I did was I actually rented a, a hostel for him. So for the since February until today, he has been staying in a hostel because I know I know for a fact that if he were to go back to, to Malaysia, he had he would have that 14 day quarantine, and then thereafter when he comes back into Singapore, he has to go another 14 days of quarantine. So I was might, like, you know, might not be able to come back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, this is why for Malaysian to come back in with a work pass, it has to be essential trade. Correct, correct. Ah. So that's why, that's why I quickly got a hostel for him to stay in. And you know, uh, luckily the hostel that I uh, put him in was actually a really good hostel. It's actually a hostel for, for a lot of uh, expats, um, a lot of backpackers. Uh, it's a really nice place. So I got him in there and because one of the operations manager over there is actually a friend of mine. So I got him in there with a very good rate. So luckily, he, he managed to stay in while his wife is uh, pregnant. And actually, his wife just gave birth uh, uh, two weeks ago uh, in, in Malaysia. Yeah. So see, it's uh, it's it's really it's really good that you've been able to do that. Actually, when I when I first came back to the UK in uh, towards the end of February, I was uh, visiting with some friends in London. I stay uh, in an Airbnb down there. Uh, but when the lockdown here came, of course, you can't stay in a hostel or an Airbnb or a hotel anymore. So I was very fortunate that I have a family in this country that were able to support me during that time. So, I mean, for me in terms of business wise, um, when in April, when you know, April 7th when the lockdown was initiated, uh, I thankfully, um, because I do have, uh, like I said, you know, I'm a jack of all trades. I have, uh, I do my own businesses as well. I have my online stores that I actually sell products online. Uh, but I do not. I no longer sell it because uh, uh, of certain reasons. Um, but having that kind of experience taught me how to actually convert a company, uh, a brick and what they call it, a brick and mortar company, 
into an e-commerce platform. So on the 7th of April, I still remember this. On the 7th of April, when the, uh, the lockdown was done, um, everybody was uh, everybody knew that uh, you know 7th of April onwards, there's no more restaurants. You can go out and, and so on and so forth. Luckily, a week before that, I actually preempt everything. So I quickly actually turned Limehouse into an e-commerce store. I set up the online shop, uh, payment system online, everything. So basically, you know, um, and this is coming. This comes to a lot of uh, a lot of problems with FMB, which I uh, mentioned that they didn't, uh, they don't do proper analysis and they don't do proper uh, contingencies. Sorry, Farhad. Um, just cutting in about this. Uh, so your e-commerce at Limehouse is practically your own um, system, yeah. Yes, correct. Your own delivery uh, platform, yes. correct. Um, so, without uh, having have to go through this third-party delivery system, so which is I do. I we do have Deliveroo. We do have a uh, Deliveroo marketplace. I mean, obviously, okay. there's no one that uses that. But I have. But the margins those guys take are shocking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Limehouse, we have our own our own online store that we actually take full revenue from. Obviously, yeah. I mean, if you pay by credit card, obviously, you know, the the three point five percent credit fees, blah blah blah. But you know that's better than thirty percent. So um, having said that, you know, this is where I, I talk about contingency and planning. So what happened was I actually converted the company to an e-commerce store. Um, and the moment when uh, four days before that, I, if I can't, yeah, four days before seventh of April, uh, what I did was uh, we we I test run the the e-commerce store to make sure that everything is up and live and running. So once uh, I found uh, I find that there was no more kinks and there was no more flaw with it. Um, straight away after that, I actually messed, and this took a lot of effort and a lot of work. I actually, literally, I messaged more than seven thousand of my customers, whoever that has visited Limehouse personally. I WhatsApp them, say that, hey, you know what? We have an online store personally direct to us. You come and visit the online store, and you can order anything you want on the online store. And surprisingly, when I read, when like I said, when I read the news, a lot of FMB are closing. You know, a lot of people have lost a lot of business. Yes, in April we did suffer a bit. I I saw a thirty percent drop in revenue um, compared to the rest, which I know had actually had a lot. More only thirty percent. Yeah, only thirty percent. And funny enough, uh, this is something that I was uh, I, I'm actually kind of like proud of. Uh, was actually in May. Um, this is very surprising that in May I actually make the same amount of money that I am doing on a normal operation pre-COVID time. Holy mm. shit, man! That's yeah. woo. Right. So because but... of preempting, no, because of preempting. This is what I'm saying. Whenever, the, whenever I make a plan like plan A, B, C, D, my plan A will always that plan A will have a contingency of A, B, C, D, and then that plan B will have a contingency of A, B, C, D. So. You no, know, when whenever you do operations, you have to to look at what the business aspects is, and you have to understand the model. And not only that, that you have to understand the dynamic. You know, like in terms of how can you evolve? Because it's we are. Sorry, it's been interrupted. On, I, I I think that's I, I do think that's absolutely you know wonderful from a from a business perspective. It's fantastic that you've you know you've been able to do that. And in terms of like diversifying with like uh, e-commerce stores and things, it's great. 
for the business and for the F and B side of what we are. But you know, there's another name for our industry as well. We call it hospitality, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. more about that, that experiential thing. And not just the business side, but there is a human element to what we do as well. And this is not a criticism whatsoever, yeah. by the way. I think what you're doing is exactly what you have to do and what we must do. But I think moving forward, you know, uh, I would imagine that your operating costs were reduced significantly. And by operating costs, I effectively mean staff costs, you know? Uh, there is a, there's a human face to this and, and in terms of margins and in terms of profits, you know, you may well be able to match January and May, but I'm going to guess that the wage bill was significantly lower. Let me cut you in there. Please, please, uh, I'm please. Proud, I'm proud to announce uh, that Limehouse, I, I have not fired a single person and I have not cut any wages for my uh, staff at all. That's amazing. Not even Thomas. No, not even Thomas. Not even Thomas. Kidding, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so it's a good thing. So you see, that's that's the thing. I mean, um, it's 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 all about preem. Um, the only person that uh, the only people that uh, are taking uh, so-called pay cuts or certain uh, uh, lesser money, uh, the yes, higher right. ups, meaning myself yeah. and that's for the investors and the partners. And that's very admirable. That's really good. That's really good. The thing is, for me, I do it voluntarily because end of the day, um, if the staff is productive and, and we can actually go ahead with uh, what we are doing, um, and and I mean the numbers show for itself. So when I actually have the numbers in May and, and June and coming on off, for me it's it's all about you know what once we are back to normal, uh, I would say quote unquote normal. But you know, normal is a, is a very uh, uh, big uh, expression. But once we head back into that direction, uh, I have a hundred and ten percent confidence that the company can actually pay me back what uh, what they owe. But that's besides the point. So the the point is for me, it's about knowing how to adapt because in this situation, like I said, you know, many times I've said this over and over again that. Um, Pre-COVID and uh, pre-COVID and during uh, pre-pandemic and during pandemic, people need to realize it's either adapt or die. You need to adapt quickly as much as fast as possible and as soon as possible because end of the day, it's all about generating the income that's coming in. In that case, so, um, we we okay. Anyway, we need to wrap this up quite quickly because yeah. we've been going for quite some times already. But but okay. um, since since we're on that that topic, uh, yeah. Um, Individually, like all of you, how do you think and how do you feel the industry will become post post pandemic? Or individually, what do you think you'll be doing? Or in what ways do you think? That was what I was about to ask, Casey. You've oh. just read my mind, brah. You my fat boy co-host, bro. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> how individually? Uh, how do you think? How do you think we should move on? How do you think we yeah. could adapt? Moving on again from yeah. from from your story of you have to adapt to this. Yeah. You know, I've heard like many stories that you know, um, it's gonna tell us that FNB will go on, but then again, hospitality I, will go on a stunted growth. And that's what I because and that's why I said in the last episode, this yeah. is what this is what we're all about. You know, FNB is all about hospitality. I miss working at the bar, speaking to people, talking to people, having that personal touch. I want that now, today. I don't care when, but post-pandemic, I want that to happen. I love talking to people. I want to be there making drinks for people. But exactly right. But but it's not 
happening anytime soon. We are in a phase where after even any lockdown in any any country even is even in Singapore everything has to go digital now. You know like the whole go into digital what you want robots to start serving people you want a self ordering system you want then why why people like me why do i even have a bar a tiki bar that's yeah you know people people are people outside the possibility they they may they may think of that as progress they may but really when it comes it's not something that they want right look there's maybe let's say 100 incredible bars in singapore with 100 really good bartenders that can make you a perfectly well made and well executed daiquiri right exactly but why do you but why do you go to the same three or four places to have a drink if it's all the same same yeah it's because of the hospitality exactly. it's because of the experience you know Amen it's to an that. experiential exactly. industry that we work in that's, but guys i just like i just like to ask uh, two little things i know we're quite pushed the time one uh, i had a question which is in terms in terms of the reopening in Singapore which kind of area of the market do you think is going to be hurt the most i mean do you think it will be like high dining do you think it will be hawker center do you think it will be k lounge do you think it will be cocktail bar and then the other one i wanted to ask is what have people been doing to keep uh, their brains sharp during this period so for me for example i did some staff training with the team from atlas recently i did a podcast with the guys from spiffy dapper with you guys here today i'm trying to keep my connections open to the advantage of a lot of the free training resources that are available you know i think the guys at proof made jerry a bit Available. I think uh, Remy Remy Martin have done some uh, free training things like that online. So anybody who works in hospitality, it's kind of sat at home, and and they're really worried about you know what they're doing at the moment. Reach out to your mentors, to the brands that you work with, to the people that you buy your products with. You're going to find that people will be happy to share their time. You know, anybody wants to learn about. Tiki drinks or distilling gin, you know, give me a call, get me on Facebook, add me on Instagram, the Gin Wizarder. I'll be happy to geek out about any of that kind of stuff with you, and and I'm sure all the other guys here on the podcast today would be. Through that, I like. I like so the question, dude. The questions. Like, wait, 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 wait. I like how you okay. just like this Instagram handle right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just like your Instagram handle right there, but. <laughs> <laughs> always on brand always on brand <laughs> always on brand correct so the questions again um to sum it up what 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 westy was was talking about right um so what are the industry that is going to be hurting the most and um how how can we go through with it i mean how how can we aid that um again we've talked about this many times um you know even in the last like, on and off air yeah um fnb People's gotta eat. People's gotta drink. Um, that's essential. But vibes, hospitality. Right. You know, we will not be able to provide vibes and hospitality if we have to go and on a social distancing um, uh, platform, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I will not be able to give you the best experience if I'm wearing a mask. Hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, and 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 a face shield. I always have my shield in front of me. No, you see the thing is, for me, it. Uh, uh, I would say, I mean, once uh, post COVID happen, uh, happens, phase two, what they call it in, in Singapore, phase two happens is, um, 
to be very honest for me it's all about uh, the experience yes what you guys are saying is true i mean fmb uh, uh, you know uh, what will hurt the most is hospitality which which, which is very true um and and to to answer your your question jack i think the most uh, hit in the industry for fmb would be the the high end the high end stuff so meaning you you know your, your fine dining your 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 bespoke stuff that would actually be a hit uh, amongst the most i believe hawkers will actually still continue on because uh, majority is still you know 80% and 9 i would say i would dare enough to say 90% of the time people eat hawker food you know i don't care whether yeah, of course I don't care whether you earn 10 million dollars a month or even everybody month, goes to the hawker center. We're all yeah. in the hawker. So to me you, the lifeline you should know that Westy. Sorry? I know I miss, I miss in Maxwell Road man. I really yeah, miss in Maxwell yeah. Road. Yeah. <laughs> Hawkers will always uh, survive. Sorry pops. Every day yeah. how hospitality would change is I really see change because uh When we do delivery, I actually do my I do delivery myself as well. Sometimes I take a bicycle and just send send the food if it's nearby, and I can let you see that. And and I ask my staff whenever they send the food out or, or riders who send the food out, whoever we employ to 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 do the delivery, um, they even mention to me like, hey, you know what? These guys are having parties at home. So I think the whole dynamic will change um, on how how this works. Um, mainly that. You no longer have as much people going out to bars to drink, but you will have what I call the American dream, where people actually have parties at home and and invite their friends and have and have home parties rather than bar drinks. So, so you think so- you think mostly mostly the um the 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 business of uh, F&B and hospitality is going to be you know microlice or is that even a word? Okay. I, I yeah. Like like going to people's home. Um, yeah. Like, like, well, I believe so because uh, so far what I've done uh, out of I will just put a ratio of out of ten that we so far delivered. Uh, obviously, I mean I'm not going to snitch anyone out, but uh, again, uh, I would I would use the term allegedly. So allegedly, uh, uh, yeah. So I when we delivered, uh, I allegedly saw parties at home. Uh, right. Yeah. So out of ten, uh, seven. Seven out of ten that that were that were having parties. I mean, honestly, you you can see the the amount of orders that they make uh, through the FMB. Like for me, I see people. I see a person who makes like more than a five hundred dollar order in terms of food and drinks. I mean, come on, who the hell eat that much, right? Uh, so <laughs> you know, so that that gives you a telltale sign of what's going on. Um, and and like I said, you know, uh, once post COVID uh, happens, um, the 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 next step it's it's more to 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 social. I would say social like what uh, like what Adam said, the social bubble. You will have that social bubble. Then maybe and maybe this is a big maybe, like six months, seven month, or even a year. Then you will have people starting to go out again. Because I was I was here when SARS happened, and the exact same thing happened. You know, people. They were staying home. I can be closed down. They were having house parties. Then a year later, then everything went back to normal. And that was a year later. And and the thing is, SARS was not as bad as uh, as uh, as COVID. So you know, it may take longer than a year. But I think I genuinely think that it would actually uh, change the way how we actually live our life. It has already changed the way. It's just it will change the way how we live our social life. So that's my right. take. Yeah. Right. Yeah, actually, a lot, of people, a lot of people is actually having parties at home. 
because as a, a multi trader, my revenues for April and May is about four hundred thousand. Nice. Okay. So the Chinese are buying multi in cartons. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, they are buying in cartons. They like they will order like five cartons. Like what the hell? <laughs> How to drink five cartons? So much. Percent. <laughs> Yeah, so all these China, uh, mainland China people, they are actually stuck in Singapore. They live in Sentosa Cove. They are having parties with their neighbors. Yeah, yeah, and then they are actually they are allegedly they are allegedly from the allegedly same allegedly household. Allegedly having parties. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and they actually have private chef in their house. Hmm. Wow. I've been, in fact, actually, I've been offered to do private bartending. To be honest, I've been offered to do private bartending in Sentosa and also in East Coast area. Um, but I, of course, I rejected because the thing is, for me, I'm living with my fiance and she's a teacher, and, and obviously the school just opened, and I don't want to get her in trouble because in the end of the day, if, if I were to get infected, then that's going to be a big problem, right? So don't yeah. don't you can you can pass them uh, my business card and tell them uh, <laughs> I don't mind I don't mind only flying business class at the moment from London because it's been a difficult period I don't expect my normal first class flight business is okay uh, and you know just a four star hotel uh, you know I'm, I'm not asking for much yeah sure we'll do we'll do <laughs> all right anyway to Singapore police force uh, everything that's been said over here is just allegedly all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I hope it's all the best for everyone because everyone. I'm assuming everyone is also doing their own side hustle. Uh, yeah. What about you, Jack? Are you doing any side hustle as well? You, you keep calling me Jack, bro. I'm, I'm. My name is Jason, by the way. I mean, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I shop for shop for GAC. So. The 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 name the name over here is actually my wife's name, <laughs> which is it, it, this is this is this is my wife's Zoom account. We're recording this by Zoom, by the way. Um, I I just couldn't be fucking bothered to change the account. <laughs> Sorry, my bad, my bad. How, hey, no how have you been? Uh, how have you been side hustling? This is the side hustle, dude. Talk pots, yeah. drink rum. Yeah. This this whole entire thing came up because I think I want I, I want to talk about this. I want to have people like you um, to actually get going. Um, I want to know what's people's perspective, um, and hopefully this this will caught on. Um, people want to uh, sponsor us. Um, have a shout out. Um, hey, by the way, that Maltai. Ooh, that you're showing. I, I have that. I have that. I have that. <laughs> if if you if you'd like us to sponsor you, no problem, dude. Yeah. Marketing works well. You you have a shot of multi and put one of these in the multi. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely amazing. That is such a Benson Tong's um phrase, eh? But I, 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 I quite I quite like my baju, so I I'll, next, next my time I manage to get back to Singapore, I'll be coming to look for you for some sample. I personally want to advise everyone here uh, about uh, look into what cryptocurrency is. That's my side hustle, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Just FYI. nice. But look, look what uh, cryptocurrency is about um, because uh, I have made a lot of. Uh, oh, okay, the thing is, what I'm doing is more of a trading kind of stuff. Uh, it's more on the exchange trading coins, uh, other coins. I've made a substantial amount. But for people who are not doing trading, for people who are just saving the money in the bank. 
uh, crypto trade, uh, cryptocurrencies is the way to go because uh, the, you'll be surprised the amount of uh, interest that, that they pay versus the bank that pays is much much more and and now it's more accessible where where you can actually use the money to just spend like i i now my daily habits when i go to even 7-eleven buy a cigarette or even take the bus and mrt i use my crypto uh, card which i'm paying by mrt and, nice. and i get rebates of that so you know the, the accessibility is there so that's my kind of like my side hustle and thankfully I, this is why i'm saying that you know uh, i'm thankful that uh, the pandemic happened because it opened up my eyes and I did a lot of research with it. So, you know, um, in a way, you know, it, it will help a lot of people. Nice. Cryptocurrency, eh? Westy, mm-hmm. about you, Westy. Uh, if you guys, if you guys want to know more about the cryptocurrency, uh, like what Adam said, you know, look on my IG. You know, bespoke my don. My don. Just uh, follow me on Instagram. You know. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. In terms of in terms of side hustle, uh, Casey, it's been a little bit difficult for me because obviously I don't really have kind of any intention uh, of staying in the UK, in Ireland, or in Europe. Really, you know, my, my ambition is to get back to Asia. So I've been spending my time speaking with people that had projects that I was uh, discussing about working on with them about when we can get those back off the ground and just doing a lot of training, you know, and things like that. Uh, for me, I've been trying to. Uh, share as much of my knowledge as I could. So I've been doing some stra- staff training for bars and gym t- training and things like that. Uh, but also for me to, you know, watch other people's content. Uh, I, I did a, uh, an online class about photography. I did one about uh, promoting a brands. You know, look for the areas that you maybe think that, you, that you're a little bit lacking in. You know, for me as someone who does a lot of brand ambassador stuff, Everyone knows that I'm a, an absolutely terrible photographer, and that's a really key skill. So I've been trying to practice up on things like that. Uh, I think it's important that we maintain a sense of community. It's fantastic that discussions like this happen. You know, maybe one of the best things to come out of this time is who, you know, out of the, the, the five of us here, who are the six of us here, who normally has 90 minutes in the middle of a Saturday to stop what they're doing and, and talk about this, you know? No, we're, we're, no, we're normally we're normally in the middle of a 70, 80 hour week and as much as I'm... I'm passed out. Most... I'm passed out on Kyung Set right now. <laughs> yeah. On a usual Saturday. Yeah. On a regular yeah. Saturday. A regular yeah. Saturday. Yeah, that's me, me, me dead already by now, Casey. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what time is it in Singapore? It's nearly 10. Nine, yeah, I'd be set home. Westy, yeah. go back. Go back, Westy. Go, go back. No, more. Back. <laughs> <laughs> on, on a normal um, Saturday, on a normal Saturday, I'd be in Taki Taki by like in 30 minutes or so? Yeah. On a normal Saturday, without Taki Taki, me and Westy will be quarreling somewhere. <laughs> that's right, that's right, that's Wrong. right. <laughs> How about you, Benson? What's yeah. your um, what's your side hustle now? Actually, um, I'm quite, um, I see, uh, hang, hang, lucky. No, yeah. Um, 2018, I left Malta. Okay, Malta yeah. uh, is just next to Lighthouse. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I left Malta and I joined Malta. I become a Malta distributor, and this is actually a blessing. Um, during this COVID, my um incomes uh is, is not affected, so I can actually um operate my two stores, even if the stores are still um bleeding. The the store is bleeding. But then uh, we are able to uh, tap on the, the funds to actually keep it going. 
and uh, we changed the concept because like the Tupayo store is actually picking up. We are actually rolling out some fatherless um, package and wow, the, the pickup rate is quite high. I think wow. um, in terms of food, I'm talking about three categories, the staples, the healthy and the indulgent. And people are still going for these three categories. So you have to actually uh, position yourself and um, in these three categories. So for, for my multi, there's also three categories. There's the entry, medium, and the premium. The Chinese, China, men in China, will only buy the premium. And I'm actually trying to push the entry and the mid-tier to the families. They use this to cook, to make panacotta. Ah, <laughs> ah okay, okay. And make Multi panacotta, baby. <laughs> and make cocktails. That sounds interesting. I gotta try that. Yeah, I gotta try that, man. Yeah. Listen, you got, you got, after this, we need to. Westy, you gotta try yeah. multi carbonara. You your address. Yeah, I'll yeah. send a bottle over. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, man. <laughs> yeah, so you're also you're, you're also doing some um um Facebook live, right? Your your yes, your yes, daily yes. cooking. Yeah, my um, daily cooking. I I I see that that's that's picking up pretty well as well. Yeah, yeah. And yep. mainly, I, I wanted to build some online presence. Because mm-hmm. although, although I've been on some TV's um, Channel 8, but then I, I need to reach out to um, more people. I need to yep. talk to them. Because when you're on the TV, you doesn't know who is watching, what they like about yep. you, and yeah, what you can provide. So doing live, you have a direct um, interaction with people that are interested People that actually ask questions and talk, anyone that comments means they have interest. So you engage them. As you got straight feedback. Yes, straight feedback. You engage them. So, um, and a lot of people tell me I'm crazy. Everything put multi. I said, why not? <laughs> when they talk, I'm, I cook my risotto with multi. Multi is baiju, man. Right? We put white wine. White, white, white. Bai, why you? Bai, Yeah. The same thing, bro. Casey yeah. puts ev- puts rum in everything. Yeah. <laughs> Even in his tatari. Rum goes in everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, so- you know what, guys? Um, of all this time, it's been it's been such a great time talking to you guys. Um, but we forgot about one person, dude. And then the Sherm's right there. Yes, <laughs> I believe. Uh, Sherm, say something. Say for our people yeah. and the people. For our people and the people. Okay, now every three of you gotta say for our people and the people. It's gonna have that pause in the middle. For our people and the people. Okay, start with Benson. For our people and the people. All right, Westy. For our people and the people. Oh, nice. Oh, that sounds like a Mr. Farhad. For our people and the people. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Alright, guys, we're gonna wrap this up. Awesome, guys. But thank you. Thank you, guys, you so much. You go, yeah, yeah. Before you go, I just like to say a couple of like hellos and shout outs. Uh, the guys at Sago House, I said, good luck with their opening. Uh, the guys at Bar- Barbary Coast, who've been delivering oh. F&B meals over Singapore. I've not managed to visit that. It didn't open until after I got back. Uh, until rather the last time since I was in Singapore. You know, I very much look 
forward to seeing that. You know, they're giving um, away like stuff here and stuff like that, right, Christy? Yeah, yeah, I saw. They're, yeah. they're delivering should, food every day. I've been, I've been drooling from ten thousand kilometers away. You should ask. Bro, I, I, I had it. I had it in Barchetti. They sent it to us. Yeah, you should, Westy should ask for one. Emil. Yeah, I should yeah, ask I don't know what it's going to taste like by the time it gets here. But, uh, <laughs> no, so, I, so, so I wanted to say good luck to those guys. Congratulations on their new openings when it's coming. Uh, I very much can't wait to get back over there and see all you guys soon. To get back to Taki Taki, uh, to come to Barchiketti. Very much looking to come and have a couple of rooms at Limehouse to drink in some Baiju with Benson. You and I are going to yeah, have some green barbecue together. Uh, I'd like to say a uh, big hello to all of my friends in the hospitality industry in Singapore. You guys are the best. I love you lots. I miss you and I'll see you soon. All right. Waiting for you, bro. Waiting for you. Waiting, waiting, waiting. So, any last words, Mr. Farhan? Well, I would uh, just say, you know, uh, during this uh, during this pandemic, I mean, I hope that everyone is doing okay, you know, especially in our industry. And, uh, you know, this can be a very uncertain time for a lot of people. So, stay strong. Stay mentally sane. If you ever need anything, um, again, I like what I posted on Facebook, do drop me a message, do drop me a line. If you have my number direct, you know, I'm more than open to actually help you out if you uh, are more candid and don't worry. You know, everything is kept confidential. What's your Insta handle? Uh, Bespoke by Don. At like Bespoke by Don. All but right. I, I, had to, I have to ask Fan something. Yo, what's up? Not cool, lah. Wear singlet, then the wind blowing. Ah, bro, it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> bro. It's the tropics, bro. It's the tropics. <laughs> How do you guys do this background thing? I want to do that. I want to. Virtual background. Messy, I can't do it. Right there, uh, dude. Okay. I've got, I've got a door right in the middle of <laughs> San Francisco Bridge, dude. <laughs> I, I'm lucky because my wall is actually green. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Benson. Nice. Benson. Last words. Last words. I keep healthy. Drink Maltai. All right. <laughs> Instagram handle, sir. Yeah, in uh, Benson uh, Benson Tong. B e n s h e n g Tong. Nice. T o n g, right? Yeah, my right. if you didn't catch it earlier is at the gym inquisitor. At the gym inquisitor. Uh, All right. Spell inquisitor. G i n q u i s t o r. The gym inquisitor. Nice. Ah, okay. Nice. All right, guys. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, before we go, uh, Top Pots Drink Rum Episode Two is sponsored by Lucifer's Gold. Uh, it has fruitiness and spice that one expects from scotch balanced with the vanilla and chocolate notes from bourbon leaving a depth and balance that's sweet rich and smooth so thank you Lucifer's Gold the devil himself for sponsoring this podcast uh, I'm gonna drink some of my Lucifer's Gold in a bit after this and I'll send you guys some if you guys want uh, yeah, yeah please do yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you so much for your support today Westy will be that's, hard. My, that's my Lucifer <laughs> <laughs> 30ml short mail to be in a letter guys Don thank you Adam Westbrook Westy thank you very much Benson Tong nice to meet you first time thank you very much uh, right so Jason so Talk Pots Drink Rum so, we are a uh, weekly podcast we will um 
record our podcasts um, somewhere in the week and then we will usually we we release in Monday. Wednesday Monday Tuesday I don't know okay well whenever we can check us out on Spotify um, we are not an Apple podcast yet but we will try to go there dude we are on Apple podcast what are you talking about are we oh we yeah. are oh wow yeah so we're on Spotify okay. Apple podcast YouTube uh um podcast yeah we anchor podcasts. anchor is our main um um platform we're taking it on uh, seven platforms bro seven nice fucking nice. awesome fucking awesome we had uh in the last in our first episode we had about close to 30 plays already yeah. uh and we got sponsors already coming after us so Sherman's job to go and uh Hustle them for some money, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, talk about drink rum, Jason. Talk about drink rum for our people and the people. Signing out. Please, Please. stay safe, stay blessed. Peace.